Prepare to journey back through time in this episode of Rock and Roll Flashback Podcasts. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Bill Price, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. In this edition of Rock and Roll Flashback, I'll be spotlighting songwriter, composer, and singer Jimmy Webb. Jimmy's career in the music industry is impressive having accumulated a string of pop classics recorded by several well-known artists. Jimmy Lane Webb was born on August 15, 1946, in Elk City, Oklahoma, and later grew up in Laverne, Oklahoma. By the age of 12, he learned to play the piano and the organ. Since his father was a Baptist minister in rural churches in Oklahoma, Jimmy started playing in the choir of his father's churches. Then, by the late 1950s, he improvised and rearranged hymns and started to write religious music. However, in spite of the restrictions on the type of music he heard at home, which was mainly gospel and country, he became interested in the popular music he heard, which at the time included Elvis Presley. In 1961... At the age of 14, in some degree of a prophetic moment, he bought his first record, Turn Around, Look at Me, by singer Glenn Campbell. And in just a few years later, Webb would write hit songs for Campbell. By 1964, his family moved to San Bernardino in Southern California. When his mother died from a brain tumor, his father and remaining family members decided to return to Oklahoma. Jimmy, however, made the decision to stay in Southern California to pursue a career in music. His father thought songwriting would break his son's heart, but he gave him the last $40 he had, then returned to Oklahoma. While attending Colton High School, Webb met fellow student Susan Horton and began a romantic relationship. She would later be the inspiration for some of Webb's iconic compositions. After graduating from high school, Webb attended San Bernardino Valley College to study music. It was at the time that Jimmy was attending Valley College that he wrote Up, Up, and Away. According to one account, it was written in the parking lot of Robert Hall, which was a clothing store located just down the road from the college. The inspiration for the song came from a hot air balloon that Webb's friend, William F. Williams, flew doing promotions for local rock station KMAN. In another account, he finished the song at one of the music practice rooms next to the college's KVCRFM radio studio. In the fall of 1967, I enrolled at San Bernardino Valley College. However, by that time, Jimmy had left college to pursue a music career. Webb moved to Los Angeles, where his first job entailed transcribing songs written by other people. Later, he joined Jubet Music, the publishing division of Motown Records. In 1966, he met Johnny Rivers, who signed Webb to a publishing deal. Rivers recorded Jimmy's song, by the time I get to Phoenix for his album, Changes, which became a modest hit. Rivers also released the album, Rewind, that featured seven web songs, including Do What You Gotta Do, 
and Toonsmith. A year later, Glenn Campbell recorded By the Time I Get to Phoenix. The song became a number two hit and a gold record. It would be the start of a string of hits for Campbell written by Webb, which included Wichita Lineman, Galveston, and Where's the Playground Susie. Frank Sinatra included his version of By the Time I Get to Phoenix on his 1968 album, Cycles. Sinatra, in fact, would praise By the Time I Get to Phoenix as the greatest torch song ever written. A torch song is usually considered as one in which the composer laments a lost love. Jimmy's initial encounter with Campbell started out a bit rocky. Jimmy met Campbell at a recording session for a General Motors commercial. At the time, Webb had beetle-length hair. Campbell, who was seated and tuning his guitar, looked up at Webb and said, When are you going to get a haircut? Johnny Rivers, who was also a producer, had a new group called The Fifth Dimension. Johnny asked Webb to begin writing songs for the new group. This resulted in the Up, Up, and Away album, which featured the title track, Up, Up, and Away. The song was released as a single in May 1967 and became a top ten hit. The song was first released by a Los Angeles pop group called The Sunshine Company and was included on their 1967 debut album. The Sunshine Company was best known for Back on the Street Again, which charted at number 36. In 1967, The Fifth Dimension's second album, The Magic Garden, was released, which featured 11 web compositions, including The Worst That Could Happen. Later, Johnny Maestro and the Brooklyn Bridge recorded the song, which was released in 1968 and climbed to the number three position in the U.S. and Canada. Interestingly, after breaking up with Jimmy in 1965, she moved to Lake Tahoe and met a guy. When Susan told Jimmy that she intended to marry that guy, it resulted in Webb writing the worst that could happen. This was just one of the songs inspired by the breakup with Susan. Other Horton-inspired songs include By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Where's the Playground Susie, and most famously, MacArthur Park. Susan's first marriage, however, was short-lived. She and Jimmy did reconnect for a time. However, it did not last. Webb and Horton went their separate ways, married other people, but remained friends. Susan later married Linda Ronstadt's cousin, Bobby, in 1993. At the 1968 Grammy Awards, Up, Up, and Away was named the 1967 Record and Song of the Year. Up, Up, and Away, and By the Time I Get to Phoenix, received a total of eight Grammy Awards. This elevated Webb as one of the most well-known songwriters. Webb had successful collaborations with Glenn Campbell, Michael Feinstein, Linda Ronstad, The Fifth Dimension, The Supremes, Art Garfunkel, Thelma Houston, Carly Simon, and Richard Harris. In January 1970, Honey Come Back by Webb charted at number 19 for Glenn Campbell in April of that year. The Girls' Song by the Fifth Dimension hit number 43. 
And in September 1971, Motown's Tops had a number 38 hit with their version of MacArthur Park. Barbara Streisand charted at number 82 in December 1972 with Didn't We? British rocker and blues man Joe Cocker had a number 5 hit in 1975 with Webb's It's a Sin When You Love Somebody. In 1968, Nina Simone and Bobby V did cover versions of Webb's song, Do What You Gotta Do. Webb was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1986 and the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1990. He received the National Academy of Songwriters Lifetime Achievement Award in 1993. The Songwriters Hall of Fame, Johnny Mercer Award in 2003, and the ASCAP Instrument Voice of Music Award in 2006, and the Ivor Novello Special International Award in 2012. Webb holds the unique position of being the only artist ever to receive Grammy Awards for music, lyrics, and orchestration. In 1999, Broadcast Music Incorporated listed By the Time I Get to Phoenix as the third most performed song between 1970 and 1990, and in 1999 was listed as the 20th most performed of the 20th century. Over the years, several covers of the song have been released. Isaac Hayes included the song on the album Hot Buttered Soul. The Mad Lads also covered the song in 1969 for Stax Records. Anne Murray and Glenn Campbell recorded the medley, I Say a Little Prayer, and By the Time I Get to Phoenix in 1971. Isaac Hayes and Dionne Warwick released the song as a medley with I Say a Little Prayer in 1977. In 2008, Webb appeared in the documentary The Wrecking Crew, where he provided insights into the session musicians of the 1960s. In the next Jimmy Webb episode, we will look at the story behind the song MacArthur Park. This has been another episode of the Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. And until next time... Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.